Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Danny. Join me as we go deep into God's Word, as we discover the hidden gems and hidden treasures that God has made available to us all if we would have but ears to hear and eyes to see. As you come with me on this journey, let's explore God's Word and see what He desires to show and tell us in our day. This may be your first time or the next time, but I welcome you here. Let's dig in and see what the Lord has for us today. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in. This is episode number 11, and I've taken a a short break. Uh, It's been a while since I've uh, sent in another episode and uh, got to take some vacation with the family, enjoy the time away, and I've really been chomping at the bit to uh, get another episode out. Um, The Lord's been showing me some things, um, been learning and I am going to to do a, a short series, maybe uh, more than one episode, on healing. And I'm really excited about what God has in store for that and the potential that lies in it. Um, I hope that it will inspire um, and enlighten us as to what God says uh, in His Word and what he is saying today. And so that's that's coming up in the real soon future, uh, something that I've actually been working on over the course of uh, vacation. And um, But today is, um, this episode is my attempt at shedding some light on answering the question, who is Jesus? Um, it's a huge question, a lot of ways that one could go. Um, I'm just going to uh, humbly attempt at shedding some perspective that that I feel like I would like to pass on. Uh, before we jump right into it, though, I do want to welcome everyone who uh, is returning, maybe perhaps some new, some new folks that are tuning in for the first time. Um, my episodes are not traditionally sequential, so you don't necessarily have to listen to episode one to figure out what episode 10 is about. Um, they just kind of, as inspiration hits, I feel the Lord leads, uh, I talk about a subject. I may have some stuff prepared. I may not. Um, it just really depends on what I feel the Lord leading me to do. Um, and so I want to welcome those returning and those uh, visiting for the first time um, God is blessing and multiplying uh, this channel, and uh, it's having reach all across the world. Um, new countries are added in. Uh, seems like every few days there's a new country popping in. And so I welcome uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, and maybe those just checking it out, curious, um, happen to stumble upon this. Uh, so I pray that it inspires and it enlightens you on um, who God is, um, the person of Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit, uh, who is present and active with us today. Um, so welcome all across the world, uh, and um, I appreciate you taking the time to to tune in, and I uh, hope you follow along with us. So uh, let me give a little short little backstory of, of how this topic today came about. 
um, I was at the park with my family and my one of my middle daughters, she was had a soccer practice. And as I watched some of the my younger kids play, um, I have four children uh, ranging in ages from uh, three up to uh, 12. And as my second child was up at soccer practice, I was hanging back with some of the young ones and they were kind of playing around. And there was this man that walked walked by me. He was real friendly, said hello. And, uh, you know, I waved and said hi back and just kind of we went our separate ways. But um, it was kind of an interesting moment. It, I just kind of felt a, a drawing. So I, I thought I noticed that and it was interesting and just kept going about my you know business and and as we were leaving I passed by him and he was sitting on a bench and I felt that draw to interact with him and I felt the Lord was telling me uh, to tell him that Jesus loves you so um Sadly to say, many times the, I, f- I feel the Lord might be prompting me. Um, I don't always act. Um, and I, I know after that is, uh, that is over, I know after the moment is, is gone and passed, I, I tend to be very regretful when I am disobedient. And so I, uh, as I was leaving and, uh, and I didn't move right in the moment, we got in the car so we were pulling away. I felt that urge. So I had my wife, Kristen, stop the car, and I went over to him. And I said, hey, um, you know, I felt like the Lord was wanting me to tell you that, that uh, Jesus loves you. And and he looked at me, and, and his whole body language completely shifted. Um, it went from originally, you know, friendly, approachable, to when that question was was put out there that statement was put out there his whole body language shifted and and he seemed a bit offended and and almost borderline angry and uh i just sensed this tension so i told him you know jesus loves you and uh he said jesus i don't i don't know who you're talking about and uh he said who, who is jesus and so you know in the moment it, it, you know, you find yourself with these questions that you may ha- have spent lots of times in, but in the moment it, it takes you off guard and and you you find yourself um, not really sure how to respond. I mean, it happens to me. I mean, I I can't tell you how many hours I spend studying, um, exploring God's Word. You know, I uh, it I I believe that. You know, I should know the answer, but uh, in the moment, um, in the situation, in the tension that I could feel, um, there was a, there was an odd hesitation. So, it, I, I I gave some I gave a response. Um, I kept it very you know, basic, very just straightforward. I wasn't really my assignment in the moment wasn't really to, to go in this you know, deep discussion, and I could tell he was um, resistant. 
my assignment was to tell him that I love him. That was the assignment. Uh, wasn't to convince, wasn't to persuade, wasn't anything but tell him that I love him. So I kept it, I kept it kind of general. Um, I told him, you know, Jesus, he died for you, he died for me, died for relationships so we could be re- reunited with the Father, God. Um, and so as I left that encounter, I, I really felt myself thinking on that question that he posed, who, who is Jesus? And, and so it, it prompted me to, to kind of go on a, you know, this little uh, hunt, if you will, um, looking at that question, who is Jesus? Now we, you know, anybody raised in church, anybody that spent any time in in scripture, uh, you know, we could regurgitate um, your tra- you know your traditional traditional your typical responses. Um, and as I begin to explore this, and I, I realize this is this is a little unusual for how we typically go. Uh, I typically go about in these podcasts, uh, but I just kind of want to lay some some ground like groundwork for how this came to be, um, why we're even spending, you know, this time discussing something that you probably, you know, feel like, oh yeah, I know that I, you know, skip to the next one. But it really struck me in that question. So I began to think about it and I began to write some things. Um, and as I asked the question, who is Jesus? Uh, it, it came to mind. Well, you know, Peter was asked this very same question, and actually by Jesus. And I'm going to read out of Mark 8, verse 27. But you'll find this same dialogue in Matthew 16, 13, and also Luke 9, 18. So there's three places, Matthew, Mark, and Luke where the same encounter comes up. In Mark 8, 27, it reads this, Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah, or the Christ. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. This is a very important question. It's an important question because it's one that we all must individually personally, privately, in, in the solitude of our own hearts and in our own minds, we must answer the question, who do you say that he is? Who is Jesus? Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they document this, this same question, this series of questions. Who do people say 
that Jesus is, but who do you say that he is? And the continuous thread between these three you know, gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Peter answers, you are the Christ. Well, we know the Christ is the word for Messiah. Jesus Christ, is, Christ is not his last name. Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the Messiah, the, the one promised from God. So all three gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they dictate the same thing. They communicate the same thing, and that is that Jesus is the one promised or the coming Messiah. Now, the writer John, he's different. He he writes from or through a different lens. And and I want to to read a small portion and um and, and and many of you will be familiar with this with this scripture portion, but it's John chapter one. Uh, it's one of my favorite passages, um, just because of the the nature of of Jesus revealed. Um, it tends to go a little more theologically, but um, it's just a beautiful portion to to shine light on a depth that perhaps we do not see as much through Matthew, Mark, or Luke. And we're still within the parameter of answering the question, who is Jesus? So John 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Another word there could be overcome it. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is referring to John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of, and of his fullness we have all received in grace for grace. So, John 1 is different because it communicates the eternal, relational divinity of Jesus as God in flesh. Jesus was there before the beginning of time. He was present and active in the beginning. He was in relational union with God, our Father. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, so that's relational. And the Word was God. This is an affirmation of Jesus as God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. He is the source of all things made. Through him, all things made have come into being. Now see, this is, this is actually a very deeply profound reality because even if you have not come under his leadership, even if you have not yet submitted your life, submitted your, your heart and your desire to him, if you haven't come under him as, as, your, as, as your leader, even if you haven't submitted yourself to him, if you're breathing air, it's because he has become your source for being. All things that were made were made through him. So if you're breathing air, it's because he has become your source for being. You have been brought into physical being because he was sourced for your life. All things, verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. If you're listening to this, you were made. Nothing has been made apart without him. So he was sourced for your life. This speaks to the love and the kindness of who he is because there are many that refuse to come under his leadership and they go on through life spiritually dead. But even in their rejection of him, he still extends breath to their lungs because he is gracious and he is kind. So through him or in him is life. And that life is the light of men. So, without going, without going too deep down this particular um, rabbit trail, um, although it's very, it's very exciting one for me, but I will spare 
um, you all some of that. It's, it's very apparent that John here in chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, um, Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is a, there is a parallel here between Genesis 1 and John 1. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John is telling us, is reinforcing to us the, um, the infiniteness, the never-ending, the always-beingness of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. And as we read on through that, the Word was made flesh. So we know the Word is referring to Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In John 1, John calls Jesus the Word. He was the Word. This tells us that Jesus is the Word of God. John tells us that the Word became flesh. The Word of God, the Word of God, took the form of man. All things that came into being did so through the Word. See, God spoke. Connect this here. God spoke creation into being. In the beginning, God created. He, he said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, and it came into being. Jesus is the Word, and all things come into being through him. God spoke and things came into being. Jesus here is referred to as the word. We're we're treading into some into some uh some deep uncharted territories but Jesus is the word of God he is the verbalization of God God spoke and things came into being in the beginning was the word Jesus is the spoken word of God. We call, we call what we are reading right now the word of God. It is, it is the word made known to the heart of man written in a book on paper. The word in print and in it is life. As the spoken word produces life, 
from God, so too does the Word, the speaking of God, the source of life, so too does He, Jesus, give life as source of life. He is the Word of God. His Word is sufficient to maintain life because He spoke it, and until He speaks it differently, it must remain because His Word has both creative and maintaining power. So, as we think about, as you think about the question, who is Jesus? The thing that I really want to leave you pondering on is the eternal, relational word of God who is both divine and God in flesh who was there before the beginning of time who is present and active before the beginning and without end who is in relational union with God our Father He's the source of all things. Anything that has come into life has done so through him. And how kind he is to extend life to those who either refuse or have yet to come into the revelation of his perfect leadership. Yet he extends life to us who are breathing his air currently. So I would just hope that that maybe this uh, stirs your heart to the majesty of who Jesus is. Um, and although it's just a small facet of, of an answer, um, one could go on eternally describing who he is because he is without end. Um, if we think we have arrived at conclusions on who God is, and uh, if we have reached the end of understanding, then we have walked ourselves right into a corner because he is infinite without end. And so for us to to believe that we have it figured out, uh, that we have the answers to the infiniteness of who God is, um, we are grossly mistaken. So I would encourage you to continue that uh, journey with him as he unpacks to you who he is and who he continues to be. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. God bless you. Thanks for joining me. I hope this blessed your heart and you leave with something special. Let us press in to know Him more. Let us press in to know Him more. And He will find us in seeking and seek us in finding. God bless you.